Welcome, I... ladies and gentlemen. We are wrestling podcast with super long wrestle weekend. Oh, bother. Of honor. Yes. So <laughs> let's just get right into it. We're going to go from the not so great to the all right to the best. So we're just going to get right into it. All, right. all out. Yeah, not so great. Like you said. I'm just going to put it like this. And I know, like, we get some a lot of hate of, like, oh, you guys are haters. You guys are haters. This was not good. And the funny part is, like, I really was like, oh, yeah, it's not good. Everybody else that was watching it literally started going, you know, this wasn't up to AEW standards. This was just, like, an okay pay-per-view. And I'm like, now everybody got it. Like, everybody got everything. It's like, yeah, they, they seen it. The funny part, you say that, I actually watched this with somebody and said that word for word exactly the way you said it. Yes, because like it was like immediately from like the first thing, like the first match, it was like, oh, this isn't going to go well. And everything else from there on out was like, it was like three good matches. And then like everything else was like totally just average. And like halfway through, I'm sitting there like, yo, I'm kind of bored. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, yo, I'm kind of bored. I fell asleep at one point. Dude had to fucking, like, tap me. Dude, wake up. See, like, it's just, like, it was something off about this pay-per-view. But we're going to get right into it, because, like... Like, yeah, yeah, we got to get right into it. So, it started off with the Jericho, Jericho Society. Sammy and Ty versus Ortiz and Ruby. There was no need for this match. <laughs> there was no need for this match. First of all, there was no need for this match. Sammy and them won. But there was a spot in this match where Sammy fucking had Ruby behind him and Ty kicked her. And like, it was supposed to be a regular move. Ruby fell right on her fucking neck. And then, and then on top of that, on top of fucking that, Ruby got her nose busted. Ruby came out so fucked up out of this match. It was insane. Like, it was insane. Like, you should see the fucking move. It was insane. I felt so bad for Ruby. I don't need to move, but the aftermath, like you said, face was fucked up. Yeah, like, I, 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 just, I, I felt so bad for Ruby, but that's just the way that some people conduct themselves. Yeah. So, then we had Hook versus Angelo Parker. This match, like, I knew Angelo was going to give him some resistance, and that was fine. I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Hook got the win. This was, like, the funniest thing to me because Hook got the win. The ref is raising his head. Hook goes to walk away, walks right into a clothesline from Matt Menard. That shit was so funny because Hook just does his regular, fuck it, I'm going to walk away. And he turned right around into this strong ass clothesline from Matt Menard. That was fucking hilarious. I didn't see that coming. Not like that. Like I didn't think he was gonna like fuck him up. That. Right? But that shit was just so good. Like it made me laugh really fucking hard. Yeah. 
And Action Bronson, who does Hook's theme song, well, it's not actually Hook's theme song, it's an actual Action Bronson song. He was there and he got in the ring to like square up with 2.0, which was like, all right, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. So then we had Pac versus the man in a box, Kip Sabian. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. Kip Shabian should have won because all of this fucking build up to him being who he is, he should have won. Yeah. But no, Pac won. And then right after that, Pac just walks out and he gets like fucking pressed by Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy's like, I wanna fight you. And Pac was like, no, we did this before and left. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, uh, what you call it, arguing with the box, right? Yes. So then we had Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. I knew exactly how this was going to go because mm-hmm. Ishii won the first match. This was a really good match. This was like the match of the night to me. And Ishii lost to Eddie Kingston because it was like, all right, you need to get your win back because you lost over there in New Japan. It was like, all right, it wasn't a big deal to me. So then we had the casino ladder match. This match was not even what I thought it was going to be because I'm like, all right, they're going to do some crazy shit. They're going to do some crazy shit. Like the one crazy thing that like Cesaro had did with Andrade and like threw him off of like a ladder inside of a ladder inside of another ladder and like threw him off of that. I was like, okay, that's kind of innovative. Everything else was like, regular to me because it was Claudio Castaglioli, Wheeler Yuta, Pinta Zero Miro, Phoenix Rush, and Dante Martin. And Renegade actually called this joking mm-hmm. around. You remember you saying this? What? What that? You you said that MJF was going to be the one that wins this. Yeah. That 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 was it. You called it in MJF one. Technicality um Stokely won that though. <laughs> okay, Technicality Stokely won it and gave it to MJF. Yeah. And the funny part about it is like everybody knows everything. MJF came out in his demon mask and like he pretended to be this whole other person. Everybody immediately was like, that's MJF. Yeah. That's MJF. Oh my God, that's MJF. Yes, that's MJF. No one was like, I wonder who it is. Everybody was like, oh, MJF's back. Yeah. And I'm just like, they didn't even try to hide it that well. Cause like people even know knew was like, yeah, that's MJF. Like, but everybody else, like just a regular casual was like, no, nah, that's MJF. Look at look at his body movements. Look at him. Like he's He's got MJF stuff, and it's like, dog, like, it wasn't supposed to be that simple. And honestly, the mask was a big giveaway, too. Yeah, it was. I was like, it shouldn't have been that simple. I was mad about that. Yeah. So then we had the elite versus the Dark Order hang peoples. (laughs) Like, I, um, um, I don't, uh, 
I don't know how I feel about this match. Listen, I don't know how I feel about this match. Because, like, there were, like, a few spots in the match where I was like, you know, that's an actually good play on the Dark Order really wants to win this, but Hangman wants to, like, chill and not hurt the Bucks and shit. Mm -hmm. But then it got to the point where Hangman was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And they still lost. They fucking lost because the Elite are now the first ever trios champion. And the thing that I didn't like about it, like the thing that like made me mad was Kenny after that was like, first off, he was like full health. But like he walked off and like they're like doing a little thing where they walk into the back and he goes, yeah, that's how you do it. Everybody in the back, follow that. And it's like, it was like, follow what? Like, first off, y'all didn't do anything extra crazy. Second off, you got that because it was already planned. Like, this isn't like, this wasn't some crazy, like show stealing thing that you did. It was like, no, this was, this was already written in the cards. That's what kind of pissed me off with this was like, yeah, guys, back, follow that. And it's like, Damn, like anybody could follow that. Like, chill. Yeah. It kind of made me mad. No, I feel you. I kind of feel like Dark Order's been turned on Hangman. I felt like they should have. And then, like, that would have led Hangman to be, like, with the elite and they all got back together and made love. Like, that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. So then we had Jade Cargill versus Athena. You knew damn well Jay Cargill wasn't going to lose to Athena. Hey. Like, and that was a really short match, too, uh-huh. by the way. And the match that, like, made no sense to me why they were having it was the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal versus FTR and Ward. That match made no fucking sense to me. Nothing about it made sense. And... The only good part about it was Dak's daughter got a win and Samoa Joe showed up. That was the only good things that happened. I like that. Yeah, like that made me smile. Yeah. That made me smile. So then we had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. It's good. Dude, like this match was like five minutes. Like it was five fucking minutes. And Hobbs just destroyed starts, and it's like that shouldn't happen. Like that shouldn't happen. Like I felt like Ricky should have did more because like this was Ricky supposed to be getting a win. First off, I really thought Ricky should win, but Hobbs destroyed Ricky, and it's like, well, what was the point of the build? It kind of gave like um Ricky that motivation to get back though. Like, I hope this gives him a motivation to get back up and kill everybody, but, like, god damn, it was, like, a... It was kind of weird to me. Like, I see it like this. I had, like, a match that happened later. Like, someone got squashed, and they came back, whatever, yada, yada, yada. It's going to be the same thing, but this one's actually going to work. It's going to be a little bit more believable. Well, I mean, the same thing happened to a match that happens later, so... Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That wasn't believable. <laughs> so then we had Swerving Your Glory versus The Acclaim. This match 
I thought was like, oh, it's going to be dumb. It's going to be garbage. It's going to be yada, yada. This match actually turned into a really good fucking match. It turned into a really good match. I was like, oh, shit. By the end of it, I was like, holy shit, this is really good. The only thing is, like, I would have changed the finish. But in that, like, Wait, you would have let the Acclaim win? Yes, 100%. Did you hear, like, the crowd? The crowd was, like, 100% behind him. Like, I understand the crowd was behind him, but, like, Swerving Your Glory is, like, still a dominant tactic. Yeah. I feel like they should, they should do their own separate thing. They could, they could, they both are legitimate good superstars, whatever. They could, like, do their own thing. Yeah. So, it was funny because somebody actually, like, broke this down online and, like, because, like, this is a storyline that's going to be built up in AEW anyway. Mm-hmm. Was, like, the new people, the new recruit, like, the guys from WWE versus the AEW originals. And it was, like, that's what it felt like in that match was originals versus the newbies. And the newbies won. And it was, like, yeah, no, I could see that. But, like, that's going to be a bigger storyline going down the line. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. And then we had the Fatal 4-Way for the interim women's title. And Tony Storm won that. Where she won, I hate that. Dude, like, I wasn't really feeling this match, though. No, I wasn't either. So, then we had, we had Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. First off, we have to apologize to JR because we've been calling him out for calling him Jack Perry for years. And they finally changed his name to Jungle Boy Jack Perry. So I'm apologizing to JR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is actually our fault. This is both of our faults. Mm-hmm. Because the last three weeks, when we were talking about Luchasaurus, we both said the same thing. It would be really fucking hilarious if he was still with Christian. He hasn't changed. He still could be with Christian. And we kept saying that. It was like, what side is he on? What side is he on? And like, we just kept saying that. And he just fucking mauled the shit out of Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And Christian beat him in 20 seconds. He came out the hill tunnel. So, <laughs> yeah. That was that was fucking great. Yeah. But I think it's gonna happen. They're gonna have a rematch and then he's gonna drop the jungle boy thing, period, and he's just gonna be Jack Perry. Yes. And the only reason that that happened so fast was because Christian is like legitimately hurt. So I don't know why they did the match first off, if he's still legitimately hurt. But they did it and did it fast because he's still hurt, and it's like that was stupid, but okay. That that was really dumb. Then we had Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. It it could have been better. Could have been better. And then the win, the win, like plays into the whole Daniel Garcia thing, because mm-hmm. Jericho kicked Brian in the nuts, hit him with the Judas effect, one two three. Brian lost. Okay. 
And then Jericho goes in the back and sees Daniel Garcia. It was like, why wasn't you out there with me? He was like, but you cheated. He was like, you know what? You're going to win that title on Wednesday, but we're not going to be there for you. And it's like, that didn't even make sense. Like, nothing about that line made sense. I was so baffled. By the way, he's facing Jude. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 God damn it. I was, God damn it. That's our fault, too. Yes, it is. <laughs> so then we had Darby, Sting, and Miro versus the House of Black. And Sting used the miss, and Malachi got beat. But this wasn't on TV. This wasn't on TV. This was in the arena. Malachi got up after the match and the House of Black hugged him. And Malachi looked into the arena and was blowing kisses and bowing like he's leaving. Like this was his last match. Like he did like a whole face send off of like, oh my God, I'm leaving the territory. That's kind of weird. Yeah. So then we get to the main event of the show. CM Punk versus John Moxley. And the you said before, a squash match, and then like you you get the guy all riled up and he comes back and he fights harder. And that's exactly what CM Punk did until he died twice and then he actually started fighting harder. He was glad to death, too. Yeah. And you know what's really funny that made me laugh? Boxing didn't believe? Yeah. Yes, but Punk did. <laughs> that's, that's what made me laugh. Yeah. And CM Punk wins. He gets the win after two GTSs. And it's like, yes, he won in his hometown with his people. Yes, congratulations. Then the lights go out. Everybody immediately knew it was Max. They played his shitty-ass fucking voicemail from Tony Khan, like, bringing Max, like, trying to get Max back in. So, like, that whole entire thing was just like, what? Because, like, they waited, like, two minutes while the lights was out. Then they played the voicemail and it's like what like what is this like we know Max is back like just why did you have to play this whole thing and then they showed the ring of honor clip of when Punk was talking shit about the serpent and then you you see MJF with the devil mask he takes it off and he's like well the devil's back now and he comes out get this huge ass ovation everybody's cheering for him Emotions for the title. Punk's like, come on. He's like, nah. He gives the crowd the finger, like, cause he's still a heel. But like they were they were fucking losing it for him. Man, he's in Chicago. So <laughs> Yes. Like, I didn't like the way that he like returned. Like the voicemail and all of that shit, like, was extra. Like yeah. it, it was extra and it was annoying as fuck. Like, if they would have just went with everything black right and then showed the ring of honor clip about the serpent and like stupid old man like you should never trust a serpent like if they would have 
if they would have showed that clip, it would have made it like a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then went into like the MJF stuff. It's like, oh no, that's, that that makes sense. But like the whole voicemail in the crowd, it like I swear to God, it was like at least three minutes with this fucking dumbass voicemail. It was like, what the fuck is this? Like it's so dumb. I agree with you. Get the voicemail, but instead doing the whole spiel, taking off the mask and whatever, mm-hmm. and the lights come back on. Like after the promo thing that um, Punk did, attack, and then take off the mask. Yeah, like he should have been. Like he should have been in the ring. Like that would have made it better. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that was all out. So there was another show this day. And it was pretty okay. See, it was it was pretty okay. I'm not gonna dick run it. It was pretty okay. Cause a couple things happened in here that was like, why? Like that shouldn't be that way, but whatever. So it starts off with Mellow versus Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to lie and say, oh my God, this match was so great. This match was like the match just stole the weekend. I feel like they held back. Like, I'm not even joking. I feel like both of them held back. They did this one spot that was crazy as shit that I I don't even think I've ever seen, even on the indies. Like, and I don't even think I've seen it in Ricochet versus Osprey. Like, they both went to the ropes and they did a springboard and hit each other in midair. And it was like, the fuck is actually cool? World literally collided. Yes. And I was just like, I felt like they could have done more, but I felt like they were holding back. Maybe. I liked it. I know, I did too, but I felt like there should have been more. Like, I felt like, I don't know, maybe it's like I had a high standard for the weekend and was like, they like barely met it. It was like, I felt like it could have did more. Yeah. But Mello retained the title, which a lot of people seen. And it was like, that was great. So then we had the Fatal 4-Way elimination match for the tag team titles. All of the tag team titles. And the funny part is I didn't know it was elimination until Brooke Money got pinned by Gallus and they got eliminated. I was like, oh, okay. Damn. Damn. <laughs> like that shit was funny. It was like, oh, this is a thing? Oh, okay. And then after they got pinned, Gallus got pinned. So Gallus winds up brawling with Brooke Money. And it's just the creeds and the pretty deadly. So they wind up going at it for a while and then the turn comes because Roderick Strong got eliminated outside in the parking lot, the world's most dangerous place. (laughs) And one of Pretty Deadly is about to hit the creed with the chair and Damian Kemp gets in there and is like, no, you move. And soon as like the chair dropped, I was like, oh my God, he's going to be the guy that hits and that's it. Damien Kemp 
hits Julius Creed, knocks him down, pretty deadly, gets the win. And Diamond Line, I guess, is not forever. Do you think he's the only trader or Roger can this too? I listen, because Roderick got attacked, I feel like he attacked Roderick and then he attacked him. Okay. Yeah. Like I feel like they're I feel like they're two different things. I feel like it's a setup. I feel like it's a total swerve. Not like a swerve like, oh, Roderick is with them. I feel like the swerve is Damien's been doing this the whole entire time, setting Roddy up. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. And, like, that's going to be really fucking funny. I see that, too. So, then we had a match where I'm so confused. Mandy wins the triple threat. She beats... She pinned Blair, like I thought. Mm -hmm. She... Beats Blair and Mako Satomura become double champ. I don't know what Mandy has over WWE, but she just keeps winning. Like, she's kind of good, not the greatest of all times, but she's being presented as the greatest of all times, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's something that they see. I, oh. I guess, but like, fuck, I don't see it at all. Personally, and I know this is controversial, I'd rather Blair won. I would have rather Mako won. Yeah. Like, she's the final boss. Like, she's going to have her match against Mandy because she didn't get pinned. So, like, they're going to do that match. But, holy hell, dude. What the fuck? The only um, thing that's against her, like, in, like, you know, backstage politics or whatever, is her age. That's the only reason I didn't go for her. But she's been she's been the champion since she's got the NXT UK. Yeah. Like she's been the champion and she's been having the best matches with everybody that's been there. Yeah. Like everybody that had a match, like Miko Satamura would steal the fucking show. No matter what show was on, it'd literally be people be like, We have to watch this Miko Satamura match because she is that good. Exactly. She's one of the best, if not the best there. Yeah, and that's why like I'm surprised that she didn't win it because she would have great matches with everybody and then now it's like, well, we had we still have Mandy. It's like, okay, whatever. So then we have the TikTok Toxic Tag Team beating Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Or Ash Drop. That was Ash Drop with a one. Just because their name is Ashdrop? No, I just like feel like they should they they should have won. Like I, I don't know, like I can't explain it. I just feel like that. But the TikTok, well, not the TikTok, Toxic Distraction gotten gotten there and caused Nikki Ash and Dewdrop to win. So I guess Toxic Distraction is gonna take on Ashdrop. Or something like that. Like, they kept saying that they wanted to unify the titles. And, like, I guess that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. All right. Then we had the main event of that show. Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bate. This match, like, watching this match, this whole entire match, it led me to, like, so many conclusions. It's like... 
Oh my God, I forgot Tyler Bate was actually this good. Oh my God, Braun Breaker is actually really good too. Wow, both of them should be on the main roster. I just was like going through the moments, like watching this match, like, wow, like this is, this is actually really good. Like this is not what I thought it was going to be. Right. And it ended with Braun Breaker getting a win, spearing the living goddamn shit out of Tyler Bate for the win. Plus he got up there. <laughs> yes. So that was Worlds Collide. Yes. So yeah, like that show was good. So now we go to the show of the weekend. Boy, I did not expect this to be show of the weekend. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I went into Castle Crisis or whatever it is. God damn it. Whatever it's called. I expected this show, Clash of the Castle, I expected it to be like, okay, it's going to be all right. It was fucking amazing. Like, it literally... By the end of the show, I was like, yo, this might be pay-per-view of the year. Like, this might be the show of the year. And, like, the only reason I wasn't going, this is this is pay-per-view of the year, was because I was like, I want to see what All Out does. If All Out tops this, then this is not pay-per-view of the year. And right now, Classic to Casual, pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. So, the show starts off with Mad Crap Moss, the Street Profits versus Austin Theory and the Alpha Academy. Was this match even promoted? Because I got no, know. it wasn't. Like, it wasn't. Here's the funny part about it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this match was happening until this match happened and I wasn't watching. Because I literally was getting something from the kitchen and I went on Twitter to look at something and somebody was like, oh shit, I didn't know that Madcap was fake. I was like, wait, what? When the fuck? <laughs> so I had to rush upstairs because I didn't think it was a pre-show. I had to rush upstairs just to watch the pre-show. We had a whole discussion on this podcast, the last one, and like, I asked you, did Theory have a match? Initially, I thought it was going to be against Johnny. You said no. <laughs> yeah, because like I didn't like none of this was advertised. Like it just all of a sudden at the last minute was like, huh, here's a match. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so Mad Crap and Street Profits did get the win. They got the W over Austin Theory and his crew. Yeah. And it was funny because it's like Theory is there and it's like, uh oh, he's gonna cash in later. Which We'll talk about that cash in. <sighs> so then we had Damage Control versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. I didn't, honestly, once again, walk into this thinking that this match was going to fucking be as awesome as it was. Like, dude, like halfway through this match, I'm watching it going, I'm fucking invested in this match where I was just like, oh, it's gonna be 
okay match. I'm like, they're really doing shit. Like they're fucking just like wrestling their ass off. I'm like, hold up, this is actually really fucking good. I told you I had a pet peeve with it. Like, you've been calling them damage control, which you were absolutely right. Like on on the podcast, like the whole time, they never acknowledged it on the show until yeah. then. Like I was they, so happy when they said it. Yeah, they came out with new music and they came out with the logo damage control. Yeah, I was happy. Yes, and damage control got the win, which was totally fucking awesome. With them, it was like they set up. What did they set up? They set up Oscar. With one thing, it was like, oh shit, we're gonna do this one thing. And she looked and she got caught by Dakota Sky. And then EO hit the moonsault and then barely got the win. Yeah. It was like, oh shit. And the funny part about this, which everybody was like, what the fuck? Michael Cole acknowledged EO and Asuka have history in Japan. Like, he didn't just go, like, oh, that they have. Like they have history. He went by name and said triple tails. And everybody was like, What? Yes, with EO Sky's sister. It was like, wait, yeah. what? I'm just, just about to say that he mentioned her sister. Yeah. Like I was sitting there going, wait, what like you're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> and like he broke it down and everything. I'm like, what is happening? I was fucked up about it. I even told you, wait, you're going into the war? Yes, I was like, what? Fuck, I was like, it, that was one of the things that like took me off. Yeah. And then we had the next match, which is my match of the fucking weekend. And it started off the best way fucking possible. Because first off, Seamus and the Brawler Brutes come out great. So all of a sudden, we get a tight shot of Ludwig. And Ludwig starts off with the whole promo that he does right before he introduces the ring general. But he starts talking and then he goes, Giovanni Vinci. And they pan over and Giovanni Vinci's there. I'm like, oh my God, Imperium. And then he brings out Walter and he's like, we are Imperium. I lost it. I fucking lost it. It, it was crazy. Kind of glad I fu- they kept his name too, Giovanni Given. Right? Yeah. It was so, it was so awesome. So they came down to the ring and Imperium start fighting with the Brawling Brutes. And they like got out of there and it just was Seamus versus Walter. Oh my God, that was so good. Like, they were fighting their asses off like never before. I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God, it was so great. It was so great. Like, Rhea Ripley's team could have played this whole fucking match. Like, the brutality in this match. <laughs> yes, it was so good. And Gunter fucking kept the title because he actually beat Sheamus. But like Jesus Christ, that match was so great. I know that they're gonna have like six man six man matches, and it's gonna lead into another match. As long as they fight like that, I don't care. I want to watch it. I want to watch it again. And Game is gonna win that. Yes, I mean he's 
he still might win it, but like that is it was great. And yeah. also after Sheamus lost, like mm-hmm. the crowd gave him a fucking standing ovation. And the funny part is like usually they'll cut away from it. They stayed there and watched him get the whole standing ovation, played his music as he walked out, and like they gave him his flowers. And I was like, oh my god, this is actually awesome. I think he's gonna have a face turn. Like it's not just an overseas thing. I think when they yeah. he can be a face. And once again, Michael Cole was in this thing talking about where Gunther used to wrestle. And like they started chanting Walter and like fucking Michael Cole goes, oh, the fans here remember who he used to be. And I'm like, what? You can't acknowledge that. And like they was just acknowledging everything. I was like, I was so, I was so thrown off. Well, (laughs) yes. So then we had the woman's title match. And I made fun of Liv with her promo. Yeah, I'm going to take your arm. And Liv actually hurt Shayna's arm to where Shayna couldn't lock in the Carafuda clutch enough so Liv can get her out of it. And Liv fucking beats Shayna Baszler clean with Oblivion in the middle of the ring. I was so shocked. Like, you actually did take her arm instead of the other way around. Right. Oh, shit. That was um, Yes. So, then we had Judgment Day versus Rey Mysterio with Dominic. And this was also fucking awesome. This was an awesome fucking moment. Edge came out with a mask. Uh-huh. But when he came out with the mask, everybody in the crowd was singing his fucking theme song. 70,000 people singing Edge's theme song was insane. That shit felt so fucking crazy. It was like, oh my God, this is great. Edge even started crying a little bit because it was like, it was overwhelming, dude. It was so yeah. fucking great. Take it. Like overseas, it's a different world. Like it's yes. crazy, but that doesn't happen. Yes, that's why this. That's why the pay per view felt so great because of all of these things that was happening. It was special. Yes, and Edge and Rey Mysterio got the win. They pinned Judgment Day, and Did this created win? one of the. This created one of the greatest gifts that I will use for the rest of the time that I'm on Twitter. Because after that happened, Ray, Edge, Dominic, everybody's in the ring. And Edge is t- Ray is talking to Dom. He's like, yo, give him a hug. So Dom's like, yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. Dom kicked the shit out of Edge so hard that when he went to go pull his foot back, Edge was like, Edge clinched so hard, he took off Dominic's shoe. So Dominic was standing there while Ray's like, yo, what did you do? What did you do? Dominic took off his other shoe because he's like, yo, fuck it. I lost the shoe already. And Dominic, just like his father, Eddie, clotheslined the fucking shit out of Ray and laid him out. Look it up, y'all. Did it just like Eddie. Look it up. Look it up. I fucking loved it because, like, 
when they won, I was like, oh, he's never going to turn. He's never going to turn. Five seconds later, he fucking turns. And Judgment Day are laughing, pointing and laughing, and I fucking love it. I love that gift. Greatest gift. I tweeted this as an halfway joke, but didn't they legally get away with changing his name to, to um, Dominic um, Guerrero? Like for storyline and whatever, like he denounces the material name and all that. Yes, they can do that. They can do that. And no one in the Guerrero family will say no. Chavo is literally his uncle. Like, no. <laughs> like, like no one will be like, no. Everybody be like, okay, yeah. yeah like the like- funny part, Chavo will probably show up and be like, no, he's Eddie's real kid. Like that's that's the crazy part. <laughs> Like I tweet, I tweeted that like halfway joking, but I'm thinking maybe they could use that as a storyline for real. No, do it, do it, fucking do it, fucking okay. do it, okay. fucking do it. In so we had the match, the next match, Riddle versus Seth Rollins, and it's so funny because Seth Rollins' entrance gear. I'm going to explain to you what it was. But somebody who is supposed to be a quote-unquote journalist heard an interview later on. Later on, not only didn't they not pay attention to the interview later on, they halfway took away the information because the interview was a post-match press conference. And Seth Rollins had on a heart jacket. And he said, I'm wearing this to tribute to Bret Hart. So the person automatically goes, oh my God, that entrance gear is was tribute to Bret Hart, which had nothing to do with Bret Hart at what all. What? Yes, that's how stupid people don't pay attention and they're supposed to be the journalist. But okay. Seth's actual gear was inspired by Elton John. And it was so fucking random because people are like, what the fuck? If you ever see this picture of Elton John, it's the exact one-to-one picture. And he did that because he was in the UK and that's why he did it. So it was like, oh, that makes sense. Makes 100% sense, yeah. Yes. And this match was fucking great too. This match was fucking great. And it ended with fucking, God damn it, fucking Seth Rollins curb stopping riddle then getting on the top rope and doing the curb stop from the top rope yeah like what the fuck (laughs) fucking killed him they had a good fight but I know this is gonna like lead into the extreme rules into like a anything goes type something match but like holy fuck that was great that's gonna be even better yes so now we go to the main event which is like has some controversy from a lot of people, but like it literally like it's going to make sense in the end. So first off, Karrion Cross actually made the trip over. I don't even know why he had him over there. If he like he didn't do anything except throw a water bottle at Drew McIntyre, and it's like what the fuck. And Drew came out with. Broken dreams. It happened. Okay, he. It wait, but if you heard his song while it was playing, broken dreams was playing in the background. Yeah. 
Like it, it was, it was, it was a big thing. It was a big thing. It popped a lot of people. It did, but I feel like it was kind of blue ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it was just, it's being played, but it wasn't the theme. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, but it, at least they tried. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not that mad at it. I'm mad yeah. at the, the ending, ending. But go ahead. So this match was so good. Yeah. And halfway, like right, like five minutes before the end. Theory runs down because Drew and Roman are both knocked out. Theory runs down and gets ready to cash in. And as he literally says, I'm going to cash, bam, he gets knocked the fuck out by Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, he knocked him the fuck out because Austin Theory didn't get up the rest of the night. So then the match going. And the ref is right there. And Drew hits the Claymore kick. Bam! Roman is down. He has him. The ref gets grabbed and pulled outside. And I'm going to, like, as soon as, it's, like, as soon as I tell you who it is, I'm going to reference a tweet that somebody actually sent in, like, the counter tweet that made this person seem like a dickhead. So... The ref gets pulled outside, and they're like, who the fuck is that? It's some dude in the hood. He pulls off the hood, and everybody literally goes, oh, it's Solo! Like, and I don't mean everybody on the internet. I mean, people in the crowd was like, that's Solo. Yeah. And it was like, uh, okay. And yes, we have mentioned a million times that Solo Sokoa has come into the main roster, and he's now officially here. And Drew was like, what the fuck is going on? So Drew starts to try to beat him up, but then he turns around and gets speared by Roman. One, two, three, referee pins, Roman wins. Yep. It was great. So the tweet was, somebody was like, how come they didn't set up who Solo Sokoa was? They didn't tell us who he was. Like, y'all got mad that Mance Warner showed up at AEW and... Now, nobody's saying the same thing about Solo Sokoa. We didn't have no prehistory of who Solo Sokoa was. And literally everybody in the tweet under that was like, he was on NXT. He's literally on NXT. This is not somebody coming from GCW wrestling for the world title. He didn't even have a match. He just showed up on the outside. He's from NXT. He's on TV every week. People know who he was. People in the crowd know who he was. This was not somebody like Mance Warner. Michael Cole even said that that's the Usos' little brother. Like he yes. verbally said so. And you know what's like really funny, like in a jokingly way, mm-hmm. is ever since Sammy got put in the bloodline, everybody has cropped Solo Sokoa out of that picture of the four of them. And like, it is the funniest part because it's like, for the last two weeks, they cropped Solo Sokoa out, and, and now everybody's like, oh shit, we have to put him back in and find another way to put Sammy in. And it's like, y'all idiots, you didn't know that that was Solo the whole time? Someone actually, like, had both pictures together, the Sammy Photoshop one and the Solo one. Mm-hmm. They, it was like, y'all do know, obviously, this Solo one is Photoshop, right? When Sammy <laughs> one is Photoshopped. <laughs> It, that is so fucking hilarious. 
Yeah. And after the show, Drew and Tyson Fury had this long, long sing along. And period me. <laughs> the funny part is like they actually stayed with it the whole time. Like it wasn't like, oh no, we're gonna cut this. They watched the whole thing. They were like, no, we're gonna stay with this. I was so confused. I was like, what the fuck? Why are they doing this? I guess the great thing put that one down. Yeah. So that is our Russell weekend. There were other stuff that happened where we got new GCW Tag Team Champions, which is the Cologne and the other guy. I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, I forget his name. They were right. Like, they had a fucking Fatal like, fatal 5-way War Games-style type match, and they fucking won. And I was like, oh, that is actually great. Yeah, Alex Shelley wrestled 24 hours. He wrestled Blake Christian 24 hours before he had to wrestle in AEW. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how cool he is. Yeah. So, yeah, like, that's the end of our wrestle weekend. And, yeah, we'll be back to normal for the podcast on Friday. No more long shows, AEW. No, no, no. I'm going to give you long shows because if you don't get long shows, you will never know that everybody was on the show. You need to know more people were on the show. I have more people under contract. <laughs> so, yeah. Any last words? Again, no more long shows, AEW. <laughs>